Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. everybody welcome back to another edition of the 12 questions podcast my name is jeff gluck i'm a writer for the athletic and each week i ask the same 12 questions to a different race car driver up next is martin truex jr of joe gibbs racing who recently announced he will return for another season after he was weighing possible retirement but he'll be back next year and that means we can do uh maybe another questions then as well but um, how about this year too? Uh, he's obviously a man of few words and owns that, but uh, you know he's sneaky, funny, and uh, when you get him to talk a little bit, he has a lot of interesting things to say. So let's give it a listen. All right, everybody, I'm here with Martin Truex Jr. Hey, Martin, how are you doing? Good, Jeff. How are you? Good, thank you. Uh, so the first question this year is, um, how do you feel about people reclining their seats on airplanes? I mean, when you get on an airplane and you get in your seat, don't you all want to recline? I mean, I think it's like it's unspoken that the seats are made to recline. You should be able to recline them. If you have a problem with it, you probably shouldn't be on the damn plane in the first place. <laughs> I'm reclining my seat. I'm just going to tell okay. you, and I don't care if the person in front of me reclines theirs, if that answers your question So you don't better. wait. You don't wait to you, – you, you're going – Well, I mean, board. you know, they kind of I, – I don't fly commercial a whole lot, but they tell you when, you know, yeah. your seat's supposed to be in the up, full upright position. So Yeah. Yeah. Okay. As long as it's not that rule going on, my seat's back. All right. <laughs> Uh, how often do you get recognized at the grocery store? Uh, I don't go to the grocery store that often, um, but definitely not that often at all. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah when I don't, you're out in public, people aren't? Uh, it depends on where I'm at, obviously, but yeah. in general, no, I keep a pretty low profile. Yeah, you kind of duck in, <laughs> do your thing, get out. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, how good are you at replying to text messages in a timely manner? I would say I'm a five. I'm right down the middle, like typically right away. But sometimes if something, ha if there's an event or something happens and there's like a whole big list of them, sometimes I forget to get everybody back. Okay. So uh, kind of right down the middle, generally very quick, but sometimes I forget. I'm, I'm a little forgetful sometimes. Now Dale Jr. has even mentioned this and I think Sherry chimed in too. What, what's up with your very short text replies? You just, one word, you're a I one mean, word guy? I don't know. I just, it is what it is. <laughs> I answer the question directly and I don't add a bunch of words that are <laughs> nonsense. Like, I guess I don't like to waste words. Okay. How's, how's that? So if somebody, if it's a yes or no question, you're just gonna be like, yep. Be like, yeah. 
I mean, yeah, you don't have to go on and on about why <laughs> unless unless they ask, right? Like, why? Yeah. And it's okay. like, oh, well, you know, I want to do this and that or I don't want to do this or that. Okay. Okay. But, yeah, I just like to keep things simple and don't overcomplicate things. All right. I can appreciate that. <laughs> what is the best way to get out of a conversation with someone who won't stop talking? Ooh. I mean, I'm generally going to just stand there and wait for him to stop talking because okay. that's just kind of how I am. Like, I don't. I don't like to be rude and I don't like to feel like I'm being rude or make people uncomfortable in that sort of way. So I would probably be off in space somewhere thinking about something else <laughs> and being like, okay, are they ever going to stop? <laughs> you know, I'm not a man. Of, I, as, as you mentioned, I don't talk a whole lot. I don't, I'm not, you know, a man of a million words. I'd just be like staring off into space, <laughs> thinking about where I'm going fishing tomorrow or, uh, and be very nice, and then hopefully they stop soon enough. Okay, that makes and sense. And then I would move on. Just zone out until they stop. At some point, you're gonna you're going to if it's that if it's that long. Yeah, yeah. Right, but um, yeah, I definitely would never like just be rude and walk away or be like I'm done or anything like that. I, yeah, I don't have it in me. Okay. <laughs> uh, if you could only use uh, pick one form of social media to use and drop all the rest, which would it be? Um. I guess I've kind of already done it. <laughs> yeah. Instagram. I don't see you tweet very much anymore. I like Instagram because I like follow a lot of people that I don't really get to see or know, like a lot of hunting and fishing people, and I like pictures. Mm -hmm. I don't like to talk a whole lot, and I don't like the nonsense that comes up on other platforms, you know, with people fighting and being just acting like idiots and having no consequences for the things they say to you and all that stuff. So I like to just kind of – be behind the scenes a bit and follow the things I want, see the stuff I want to see. Um, so for me, it's been Instagram. Okay. It makes complete sense. Yeah. Um, what advice would you give someone who is having a hard time getting over a mistake they've made? I think the things about mistakes is always past tense. Like you got to learn from them. You got to move on, figure out how to fix it or what, it, what kind of situation it is. I don't know. There could be a lot of different things, but like be a better person, do something to, not do that again or learn from it or whatever so it's always hard to forget like things that have happened in the past things that bother you but you got to get over them and you got to move on and try to fix it i mean it's it's kind of part of life right all the different areas of life there's a lot of things you'll go through and be like why did i do that or why did this happen or oh, that was stupid why you know i can't do that again so um you just got to put it behind you and try to be better okay um, so this next uh, question is a wild card where I'm mixing it up for each person. Um, obviously, your recent decision, you, you want to come back next year, but you thought about it for a while. Yeah. Um, so was there any, like, one factor that you're just like, man, I, this is what I would really miss so much that I, I, I just can't give that up yet? You know what I mean when you were thinking about it? The competition side, like just working with my team. And one, my favorite part about this sport throughout my whole career has been the behind the scenes part, the working on the race car, you know, even as a kid growing up racing. For me, the funnest part was always, okay, you didn't win Saturday night. You got all week to figure out how to be better. What are you going to do? And I love that aspect of it. I love working with the team, the camaraderie, just all pulling in the same direction. You know, we always talk about NASCAR and the drivers get all the headlines. The drivers are, you know, drivers are winning, the drivers are losing, but it's, it takes so much more of that. And I really, really enjoy that part of it. That is the one thing I'm like, 
I would just miss the guys. I would miss the working with them. I would miss the Mondays being pissed off. Like, how are we going to get better? What are we, you know, what are we doing? How are we going to, how are we going to get there? And then when you do get there, the satisfaction of that is, um, is the best part of the sport and the thing that's kept me around that really got me into it in the first place. And now it's kept me around for these, you know, this many years. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Uh, if someone blatantly wrecked you to win a race, would you interrupt their celebration? Um, well, it's happened to me before and I didn't, so I'll say no. I wouldn't interrupt their celebration. Yeah. Uh, I, well, I was going to ask if you would try to get them back, but that doesn't really... Getting them back is not directly something you might even know happens. Oh, okay. You know, like it doesn't have to be a Kenseth just crash them into the wall and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> destroy yeah. them. It could be other things. You know, okay. it could be just, you know, racing them harder, making things more difficult, um, you know, things like that. And Stuff that's not obvious. Things that are not yeah. obvious, absolutely. Okay. Uh, what movie do you think you've seen the most times over the last year? Hmm. I don't know that I've seen one more than once. Hmm. Um, and I haven't seen that many in general. I don't watch a lot of TV. Yeah. You're out in the shop. I'm out doing out something. Outside. Yeah. 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 That's how I picture you. Um, when you think about NASCAR five years from now, what are you the most optimistic about and what worries you the most? I think the most optimistic is just the strength of the teams. You know, how many teams we have. We've got new owners coming in. Um, the It seems like, you know, NASCAR, the just the way they're doing things, they're trying to help the teams more. Because the sponsorships are still, you know, not not in a great place. So I think the health of the teams is something that that is really really positive. What I worry about is, I, I don't know. The most I think just the competition part, like the racing, the racetracks. Um, you know, are we gonna are we gonna end up where everything looks like Daytona, Talladega? It's all so close. Mm -hmm. um, and then. The other side is just the aggression, driver's aggression, because there's so much on the line, and these kids, a lot of the kids coming up feel like if they have a tiny little opportunity and they don't take it, that they're going to get ridiculed for it. And we see a lot of just big moves that you know aren't going to work end up in crashes, and it's happened a lot this year. Um, that part worries me, but I think you kind of have a at least when I was coming in, you had a group of guys come in and then they were there for a while and then you have one or two trickle in. And like last year, the last two years, we've had a bunch of new guys come in and I think it'll be kind of, they'll be around a while, right? A lot of great drivers. Um, and they'll learn and they'll learn from their mistakes and they'll get to where they were, you know, they're veterans and they're teaching the new guys, but there won't be five or eight new guys all at once. Right, so right. I guess I'm not really wor worried about anything, to be honest. Okay. <laughs> I think it's in a, a good pl good place and good hands and heading in a good direction. All right. So um, a magic genie appears and offers you the chance to go back to the beginning of your race career and start all over, but you get to retain all of the knowledge and experience that you have now. So do you go back, start over with all that in your, in your back pocket, or do you just stay where you are? Well, I would take it all day long. Yeah? Oh, yeah, no doubt. Because, I mean, it's you got to learn. The growing pains are tough. There's a lot to go through, a lot to learn. I would definitely take it all and go back and be much better, especially the first couple of years. Okay. Um, so each week I ask a driver to give me a question for the next person. And uh, let's see where 
Here it is. So last week was Chase Elliott, and his question for you is, uh, what are you going to spend the most time doing when you're done racing? Fishing. <laughs> uh, that, that was, uh, that was what, <laughs> pretty guess, easy, right? That's yeah. a layup. Yeah. <laughs> when, we're, when you say fishing, are yeah. like, is that like daily? Like, would you, you think you'll be like out on the water every day? It could be. It depends on where I'm at. Yeah. Um, but it could be like every day for a couple of days or a week. And then, you know, not for another week, I won't go again, but it depends on where I'm at and what's going on. And so I, I fish a lot now. Um, I have a couple places I go where I live, um, vacation spots where I have friends with boats, etc. But like, there's a lot of kind of bucket list places I want to go when I retire. And those are some of the first probably fun things I'll do. Okay. Um, so that, but then in general, I just love it. And it's part of my lifestyle and what I like to do. And I love to go catch a fish for dinner, you know, people yeah. and come home and cook it. And a lot of people don't, you know, know that part of it. So, uh, yeah, I enjoy it. I'll do a lot of fishing, a lot of hunting, a lot of just whatever I want to do. Right. No, <laughs> it sounds, thing, you know? sounds nice. Uh, so the next interview I'm doing is with, uh, Suarez. Uh, do you have a question I can ask him? Never good at this at coming up with a question <laughs> thing, you know. Every time, neither like, am I. It gives me twenty <laughs> minutes. It takes me twenty minutes to figure something out. My question to him would be: What did it feel like winning his first Cup race? Uh, but more importantly, how did it change him, or did it change him? Okay, I love that. I love that. Well, thank you. Know, you despite being a man of a few words, you say this is always enjoyable. So I appreciate you doing. Absolutely. This. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> All right, everybody. There you have it. Martin Truex Jr. on the twelve questions, and as you heard there. Daniel Suarez will be the next one. And then after Suarez will be Denny Hamlin on a 12 questions. So I uh, hope you will be looking forward to those as well in the coming weeks. Don't forget, if you'd like to become a subscriber to The Athletic, you can go to theathletic.com slash 12 questions to see the latest deal. Either way, appreciate you as always for listening. And I will talk to you next time on the 12 questions podcast.